Our Save the School idea is dead on arrival. Welcome to Community News. My name is Paul. And I'm Julie. Hello, Julie. Hello, Paul. I'm glad we're videotaping this one because this is the most amazing community news ever. Forget about my wet t-shirt idea. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. I can't you, wait to talk about it. You are sitting here in a furry costume as we speak. I am. A, a, it's unbelievable. You walked in. You surprised me. You have a videotape of me yes, laughing for about was, 20 minutes yes, straight. I was really looking forward to surprising you. <laughs> where did you get this? Well, I mean, and First of all, forget about where did you get it. How does it feel to be ensconced right, in, well, as a furry? That was part of... I, was, I, I wanted to surprise you and I also wanted to feel what you got to feel when you told me you experienced being a furry and you tried it. And I was like, how I told you, oh, so gross. Like, I was upset that you tried it. I felt abandoned that you were doing it without me. Right. This feels heavenly. Is it amazing? It's amazing. I feel like I missed out my whole life. I can't believe I waited till this age to try this. To be ensconced in fur. Ensconced in fur. Not real fur. Not Not real fur. Not real fur, of course. No, faux. But... I was worried this would be itchy, this would be uncomfortable, this would be sweaty. It feels like I am in a fleece, wrapped in fleece, and I'm a baby, and I'm just like wrapped in the softest of fabrics. So let me ask you a couple of questions while you're still furried out. Yes, I am furried out. You are furried out at this point. Community, (laughs) you know how I goofed on it, and I was like, no way, I would never... I'm changing my entire opinion. Paul was right. This feels great. What activities have you partaken in in the furry community at this point? I'm going to be honest. I have not done anything with the community. This is completely just, I found this costume. I said, you know, I wasn't looking for it. It's so crazy. It like fell into my lap. And I thought, Paul is obsessed with furries. As you guys know, he... Since the furry convention in town over at the IHO, he hasn't stopped referring to it and talking about it. And then one day, Paul revealed here on this very show that he had been a furry, that he tried it and loved it. And I was like, ew, what? Ugh, what? And I felt abandoned that he was doing that. And, and we and know I, you have your abandonment issues. I have huge abandonment issues that I, you know, talk about a little bit in therapy along with my other 127 <laughs> issues, very big issues. That's but, it? Only 127? Uh, maybe you've, 374. You've crossed a few off the list? I'm just throwing numbers <laughs> out there. <laughs> maybe it's 374, maybe it's 127. Does she know how many? Like there's a seven in there Does somewhere. she know how many? Uh, there is a seven. Does she know how many issues there are? Do you think she has a list? She doesn't because she can't can't even keep up with what's coming out of my mouth that she can't make a list. So right? how, so the diagnosis is just on a Oh, and, and don't get me thing. wrong, we recently saw a movie, we saw the movie Split in anticipation of seeing Glass. It's not a split personality thing. I'm not saying I have like 127 personalities. I just no. have hundreds of issues that need to be discussed. And so as she takes care of one, do is it a zero-sum game, so one oh, is taken care of and another one pops up, no. or is it like one and then well, five I mean, pop I, I, up? I said or? to you once before, do you think they're ever, you go to therapy, do you think the issues are ever taken care of, or do you think it's more just like a little coping mechanisms learned, a little better way to handle it, muted a little, and then, as you say, another one sort of gets louder? I wish you wouldn't bring up therapy because uh-huh. I am now on Ooh. day seven of no therapy 
oh, of an entire month of no therapy. Right. Are you nervous My, about that? I am very nervous about that. So you brought oh. it up. I was trying not to think about it. Sorry. So my issues are therapy. my issues are now mounting. As you get yours solved one by one, mine mm. keep accumulating during this month of no therapy. Yeah. I would think I would be able to be able to take care of myself at this point after years and years and years, right. but it's not it's not the case. They just keep getting worse therapy? and worse. How long have you been in it? Since birth. Oh. <laughs> in the wow. womb I was in therapy. That's it started. Yes, of exactly. Well, I would love, I would offer you to go to my therapist in the meantime so that you have somebody for like, um, what's it called? Like refuge, what's that word? Like when you have somebody for, I forget the word, but like (laughs) there is a word. That you have somebody. Not in the interim, but like you have somebody for, I'll think of it, you know, in between while she's not here. But the problem is my therapist, I've tried to help other friends of mine with issues and she says she, she can't even see new people. She's so swamped. I guess it just shows you everybody. I'm glad we live in an area that people are so um, self-aware. I'm with, afraid that if I go to a new therapist, I'll have to start from scratch. Mm, and or I'll true. start liking the new therapist more oh, than my old and therapist. Then and then I'll be going to two different therapists. Right. Because there's no way It'll I could ever break up with the old therapist. Right. So that would be, you know. But it would just... I, I am just so you know, I've been telling my therapist about you. So she has a little bit of a, I didn't tell her your childhood, but I've told right. her more you're like lately and how we're co-hosting. So she does know you a little. I would try to take anything you say seriously <laughs> today, but since you're wearing a panda costume right guys, now, it's kind of hard. Guys, for me. I know he says things sometimes that aren't true, like that I'm in a coconut shell bikini <laughs> when I was only in a mask. But this time, I indeed am in full panda. <laughs> full. I am full panda rebellion. So where did you get the panda outfit? Okay, so I was out and about, and I was doing a little shopping, and I noticed that on Main Street, a brand new store opened, a new consignment store. And you know me, I love a bargain. Right. So I went in to this new consignment store, and I, it was like fate because it's not Halloween. Let's face it, guys. It's almost Valentine's Day. Right. We're in between Martin Luther King and Valentine's Day at this point. And there, in the middle of the store, in the middle of some beautiful dresses and pants and shirts, was a full adult-sized panda costume. There were no other costumes. There was just this. I wondered if somebody from the furry convention... I, I, it's unbelievable. So basically, so they like, had oh this God. one furry one. costume, one. and then just a bunch of other stuff. Real clothes and it, boutique, did the you know, did the clouds part and oh. the sun come down oh as you saw it? I is wish that I had a happened? video of it. It was in my mind like a movie like that. It was as if like when Moses parts the Red Sea in the Ten Commandments right. movie. And there is the costume. And I'm like, this is a sign hear, from the God I don't believe in. Did you hear heavenly angels? Ah, yes, I heard harps. I, it was wow. like the, the it is so, Greece it's so with great. Freddie, uh, with beauty school dropout. You right. know, it was it was literally out of a movie. And I'm like, I need to get that. First of all, it'll be a funny surprise for Paul, <laughs> if nothing else. Because he, you know, never say never. He won't believe that I, who was so anti-getting in a furry costume... I'm in a full furry costume. Right. And then I was also like, I have to admit, I'm a little curious now that Paul said, it's so great. I love being a furry all day. I sit around my house, da, da, da. So I bought it. And I I thought it's going to be a gift for Paul. But then I was like, 
even better than being a gift for him is I'm going to put it yourself. on. I, I'm gonna, well, a gift for myself, but I'm going to put it on and I want to see his reaction. And guys, maybe we'll put some of it up. He was laughing the longest I've ever seen him laugh. How, uh, how long have you been wearing it now consecutively? Uh, just, I honestly wanted to wait and have the full experience for the show. So I didn't even put it in, wow. on until this morning. And the other question After I have, just here. going back to something yes. because I, yes. I can't let it go is, you bookend holidays, Martin Luther King Day and Valentine's yes. Day. That was a, that's yes. the bookend of holidays um, right now. As a former talk show producer, it's not even about the producing. Just and that's the kind of person I am. I like thinking themes, uh-huh. decorating. So I think about what's coming up, what holiday are we at, and I like to do theme based. Even you'll, you'll laugh. Well, how do you decorate for Martin Luther King Day? I don't decorate because I don't like I don't make a joke of it. But when Martin Luther King Day is coming up, I show my kids all kinds of movies about him, documentaries, civil rights movies. Like I take it as an opportunity to fully embrace whatever the holiday is. And then you just jump right to Valentine's Day right after that. And then Valentine's Day, silly, girly. Speaking of, every year I have a all girls Valentine's party, which is so much fun. And should we announce it to our viewers? Go ahead, listeners, Listeners, viewers. Are you gonna? Yeah, go ahead. Listen, listeners. This year at my all-girls Valentine party, which is so much fun, the entertainment at the party is going to be Paul and I doing a live community news, our first one with an audience in front of the guests at the Valentine party. So it's going to be all women and me. Is that what you're trying to say? All women and you. I'm going to have to go get a haircut, get gussied up. Gussied up. It's going to be good. Take so, it, have a day where you sample your colognes and decide which one you'll be wearing. That's that's how I'm sampling colognes. <laughs> yes. um, okay, so that sounds perfect. So I better bring this. If it's going to be a room full of women, mm-hmm. they probably would not, much like I found this weekend, like my idea for the wet t-shirt contest to save the school. You were the only person who seemed enthused about uh, it. I thought it would sound fun and a, and a good way to raise money. Yeah, I do, not, most of the women probably would not like that. I'm not sure what the women were more offended by, by me saying it's a middle-aged <laughs> contest middle or a wet t-shirt contest. Yes, I don't know which offended them more. It's a bad, you know, it's like a bad word and it's a bad reminder that we're all one closer, one step closer to the grave. So I guess people are not so dedicated to save the schools as we thought they would right. be. Right. That was what was interesting to me, is that people want it so much. They want the towns to spend the money. They want the money to come from this or that budget. But at the end of the day, not willing to spray a little water on the tatas <laughs> and be judged for and, the middle age. And, you know, I, I, I'm I, actually I, glad because I told you I'm very feminist and I, I don't like to exploit myself. I was happy that my fellow sisters in town took on the same That is nonsense because I will Uh play the tape back. Last week you Uh said, this is a great idea and you were enthusiastic about it. Enthusiastic. I I was and I I am happy. I thought you were going to be leading the parade out there. No, as I told you though, I was offered hundreds of dollars in college to participate in wet t-shirt contests and I always said no because I didn't want to degrade myself. The only reason I got excited when you said it was I loved the merging of everything coming together. The saving the schools, the wet t-shirt. And I told you, just the word the sound of wet t-shirt contest reminds me of being like 18 to 20 in South Florida, away from home for the first time. Like that, the happiness and joy of that period of time in my life. But I, I even said to you, like, I personally don't like to exploit my own body for 
whatever game. Oh, and I'm my. glad that the women actually reacted that way, although I feel bad for you because I, I felt like you were going to be tarred and feathered. Way to throw me it. under the salt shaker whatever truck right. that comes I mean, on I, our street I, I, because I was, of all the it, snow. So way to throw me under that. To have these like, to have oh, conflicting feelings. So, I was happy that my fellow moms were like that. And at the same time, I felt so bad for, badly for Paul because people were... I mean, I thought they were going to throw stuff at him when he was standing up there giving his idea at the from, Board of Ed meeting. You know what? From now on, that's I'm keeping my ideas to myself. That's right. it. I'm I done. guess you could just put them here on the show. But I can. I mean, Paul got up at the Board of Ed meeting and, and announced this. I and it said, was like, look, these little refugees need a place to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> refugees. He used that word that the community newspaper, our former I said, employer, and quoting the community newspaper. Yes. Our former employer called the kids refugees, which, of course, they're not. They're town residents, and they still have a house. And and food and parents and clothing and so it's offensive to two separate sets of people to call them refugees. And since it was offensive to a bunch of people, that's oh, why I, I used heard the terminology. People start to boo. When, when Paul said refugees, I heard people start to boo. And then when he announced, although honestly, it was it was the, like the best moment in board of ed meetings ever when he announced a wet t-shirt contest for the middle aged moms to raise money. With two different categories, one for real and one for fake. And he even got into the detail of, you know, we want to make it fair. So one would be a category of moms with real boobs that haven't been touched. And the other would be a separate category for mothers with breast implants. And he didn't get into the fact that, you know, he and I thought about it a little. You almost need three categories because you need the moms who got breast implants just to be uh, to take part in the contest? Uh, no. <laughs> moms who got them just to make their body look like a Barbie doll. And then moms who had breast cancer had the mastectomy and put in breast implants. Because so, they're really kind of two different categories, too. Because one was like a life-saving measure and necess- necessary and the other were just women who had pretty much perfect bodies and wanted more, more boobage. <laughs> so it's really three categories. But he didn't get into that because he didn't want to. He didn't want to upset the breast. I didn't want to offend anyone. He didn't want to <laughs> offend anyone. He was being delicate. And oh my god! I mean, the funny part was two people on the board of ed, and they never really react to anything. They were laughing. They were trying to hold back their laughter when he in all seriousness, was was suggesting we do a wet t-shirt contest as a fundraiser that he thought it would make a lot more money than a bake sale, which I have to agree. I mean, a bake sale makes like a dollar per brownie, but the wet t-shirt contest could make like, I don't know, $50 per tata. Per right? brownie. Well, because if we were saying a $100 entry, right? All right. So it'd be like $50 per tata. Well, or per brownie. Or per brownie. And there's no overhead. Right. Yeah, so, but it did not go over well. Oh, my gosh. It was a standing room only Board of Ed meeting, which I've been to a few like that. So and that people will be... People the- were, the two on the Board of Ed were laughing. There were a few guys in the room laughing. The women were like, what? Oh, yeah, like, it was, the sound level went crazy. I mean, I was laughing, thinking, knowing that Paul is loving that he's upsetting people. He doesn't care if the idea gets passed. But just the fact that he said it here was it was goal. It was kind of invigorating to say it, but that will, yeah. of course, be the first and last <laughs> board of ed meeting I'll I be know, attending. I know, he hasn't been to one in years since his kids were at the school. The last thing, what I want to say is give a big shout out to my favorite country. 
in the oh, world. Oh my, my gosh, how did we not bring it up yet? Number 87 in Iceland. We number 87. Are the number 87 comedy podcast in Iceland, which just saying that, that sounds like the best line written ever. Like it sounds like we wrote it as a funny line because it's so obscure. There's so much obscurity to it, but it's true. Iceland, thank you. Thank you, Iceland. Hopefully you can understand everything we just said. If not, if have not, somebody translate it. Translated. And also, thank you to everyone in Amsterdam who've charted us first and, and in the Netherlands. Thank you once again. This has been, I guess, a crazy issue of community news, but we when did, is it isn't crazy? Right, when isn't it? We did we did give you the update on the Lazy Board of Ed meeting, and we did talk about the new consignment shop that opened that has lovely things and also obscure things. So I think we did a great community service today. Make sure to go to the consignment shop. Look for a furry costume if you're into that or anything else. And as always, my name is Paul. And as always, my name is Julie. Julie, a pleasure to see you. Thank you. In a panda costume. It's we will talk so again comfy. soon. All right. Love you guys. Take, Take care. Take care. Bye.